Podcasts are pretty common. So what makes the Uncommon Podcast uncommon? Well, it's all in our name. I'm your host, Noah Weiss, and we at Uncommon Sports Group understand the unique pressures and temptations that come with the career in the sport industry. We provide uncommon training that helps you successfully navigate common challenges. Hit the follow button on this podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Check out our website and become uncommon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Uncommon Podcast. My name is Noah Weiss. Alongside me, I have USG's Director of Development, Mikey Carpenter. We are excited to be joined by Lee DeLeon, the Deputy Athletics Director at the University of Louisiana. Lee, how are you today? I'm great, Noah. Thanks for having me on. In today's episode, we will be diving into Lee's career path, the importance of building relationships and embracing community with present sport leaders how to find a mentor, and much more. If you haven't had a chance yet, go check out our last episode with the assistant AD of marketing and fan engagement at Auburn, Dan Heck, and his wife, Courtney. You don't want to miss out on that as Dan and Courtney share how to have a successful marriage while dealing with the unique pressures and temptations that come with a career in the sport industry. Lee, excited to dive into some questions here. And for a lot of young professionals looking to be in a role similar to yours, it can be hard to gauge how exactly to start pursuing a career. Um, so I'd love to start by asking, when your passion for athletics took root, how your journey in intercollegiate athletics started, and where the Lord has taken you on this path? Yeah. Well, again, it's a blessing to be on here and excited uh, to, to chat with you guys. Love Uncommon Sports Group and all that you guys do. Proud of you guys and your, your, your ministry and your impact you're having on the kingdom so keep up the great work both of you guys um i started in college athletics when i was an undergrad in notre dame i tried out for the soccer team and got cut i tried out for the football team as a kicker twice and got cut and i quickly realized hey man if you can't beat them join them so i had decided you know what i'm, I'm gonna go volunteer in the marketing department and uh, i just wanted to be around it i just wanted to be involved and, and i started as a volunteer and then the summer between my junior and senior year, I did an internship at Texas A&M in their uh, marketing and corporate sponsorship department and worked every day for free for you know three months. And was just like, okay, if I can do this for three months and have so much fun and, and really feel fulfilled, fulfill, fulfilled, I can't imagine actually getting paid to do it. So, wow, uh, that was kind of the aha moment for me. Like, hey, if, if I loved it this much working for free, and I would really enjoy it if I could actually get paid. And so before I even went back for my senior year, I turned in my application to A&M for the master's in sport management program and knew that this is what I wanted to do. Uh, there was a football player at Notre Dame that I met that said, hey, you need to be an athletic director. And I looked up at him. He was like six foot six, 250. And I looked up at him and I just said, hmm, okay. And, and from that moment on, I knew that's what I wanted to do. I didn't really understand what that meant. So I went and met with Kevin White, who uh, was the AD at Notre Dame, then became the AD at Duke. And he told me all about it and what it entailed. And it just sounded amazing. So uh, that was in 2004. And, and ever since then, uh, I've had, you know, one kind of career goal, which was to be an AD. And, and luckily, I was able to do that um, 
I think you asked for my career path. Is that right? Yeah. So after I got my master's at A&M, uh, I finished it with a full-time internship at LSU. Um, and then I did three years in, in marketing at University of Houston as the director of marketing, three years at Arizona as an assistant AD for annual giving, four years at New Mexico as an associate AD for development. Um, and then I did four years as the AD at Abilene Christian, uh, small division one private school in West Texas. I missed the big time. So I left and went to Purdue for a year. And it was a, a really bad experience for me. Uh, wasn't a good fit personally or professionally. And uh, a year later, I ended up getting fired. Part of my testimony now. And uh, fortunately, the, the Lord opened up a door for me here at Louisiana, back three hours from my home of Houston, Texas. Mm -hmm. I'm in Lafayette. Um, mm -hmm. And it's been a great two-year run. I just started my third year as a raging Cajun, and, and everything's going great. So, um God is faithful. He's proved that over and over again throughout my journey and, and just uh, excited to, to share whatever your questions you guys have about it. It's amazing, Lee. Awesome. Uh, Lee, building relationships and uh, embracing community are areas that we at USG emphasize within our training experience curriculum. Um, what did building relationships with established professionals within intercollegiate athletics look like for you uh, during the inception and journey um, of your career that you just touched on? Yeah, thanks, Mikey. I, I love people. I love building genuine relationships. I love the two of you guys and, and really cherish our relationships. Um, I, I think life is about building relationships. We're not meant to go through life in isolation. Uh, we're meant for community. And, and so building relationships is, is how I'm wired, but it's also very important, even for those that aren't wired that way. Um, you need people to help you and to advocate for you and to uh, call you out when you're doing things wrong and, and praise you when you're doing things right. Um, there's a great expression, you know, and it says, uh, how do you know someone needs encouragement? And the answer is if they're breathing, right? So we all need encouragement. We all need people in our lives to lift us up when we're down, to help us when we need it. And that comes through through building genuine relationships. Uh, it started for me at, at NACTA. I went to NACTA in 2005 um, and really was just blown away by it. And I started making friends uh, with other people that did the same thing. And that was, that was easy. But the, the hard part was I realized a couple years into it, like, Hey, my friends aren't the people that can hire me. I need I need to start building relationships with people mm -hmm. that are associate, senior associate, deputy ads, right. and even athletic directors. And so I went to NACTA the next year, and I was like, I'm going to find some mentors. I'm going to find some people that I can really learn from, and challenge myself not just to rub shoulders with my colleagues that are that are my equals, but also to try to network with some people that could possibly be mentors and and, and future bosses for me. And so that really changed the way that I approach those types of professional development and you got to have both you need people that you can relate to that are on the same stage of life right that have similar jobs but then you also need people that can tell you how to get to where they are and that's super super important i know we'll talk about that later it's amazing lee i just really appreciate that that personal insight um, i'd love to hear that from from your personal perspective and your own journey um, kind of building off that what are some practical ways for future leaders in the sport industry to build those relationships with individuals like yourselves who are present leaders in the sport industry? Well, the main thing is you have to, you have to build genuine relations. The key word is genuine. Like you, you have to care about people 
and you have to mm-hmm. um, you have to invest in their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to know their wives' names and know how many kids they have and, and know what they're passionate about, know what their dreams are, try to help them. I mean, to be honest with you guys, I'm going to try to be vulnerable here. I, I was very selfish when I first got into this business. I was mm-hmm. I was always thinking about how can I move up, how can I advance, how can I get the next job. And I kind of had a light bulb moment within the last couple of years where it's like, it's, it's, it's not about me. If I want to, mm-hmm. my mission statement, um, I think I've shared with you guys before, is right. to make an impact for Jesus Christ through college athletics. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to do every day. And I pray, you know, when I wake up, I say, all right, God, today is uh, Friday, August 20th. Help me to make an impact for you through college athletics today. Mm-hmm. Right? So I try to do that every day. And I realized if I'm going to make an impact for Jesus and I want to be Jesus to other people, I can't make things about me. I can't be obsessed with myself and my career. I need to be so busy helping others, investing in others, Mm -hmm. caring about others, pouring into others, encouraging others, loving others, helping them find jobs, helping them move up in this industry that I don't even have time to think of myself. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a great expression about uh, uh, humility. It says humility isn't thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less often. Mm -hmm. And so if you're so preoccupied and busy thinking about other people, uh, then, then you don't have time to think about yourself. And so that's kind of how I've tried to really build relationships lately is, hey, how can I help you? How can I pray for you? How can I um, mm-hmm. help you with that job? How can I advance your career? Um, and so I, I try to do that to the best of my ability. And it's hard because we're all selfish by nature. And we, yeah. Everybody likes to talk about themselves. Everybody likes to talk about their career. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I kind of had it backwards for, for far too long. I, whenever I call people... Uh, and they'll say, hey, well, tell me about you. I say, hey, I'm not talking about you yet. We're still talking about you. Let's mm-hmm. not talk about me. Mm-hmm. How can I help you? What do you need from me? And so um, as I try to build relationships, I try to make it about building others up, helping them find jobs, helping them advance their careers, because that's there's just not enough people in this industry that are um, looking to advocate for others, you know, and I can't tell you how many times I've wished, man, I wish that guy would pick up the phone and, and go to bat for me, or I wish mm-hmm. that person would, would reach out and recommend me. And so what I try to do is I say, I don't want people to have to wait to ask, you know, before you even have to ask, the answer is yes. Who could I call? Who can mm-hmm. I advocate for? How can I go to bat for you? Because I don't want to just be a mentor for people. I want to be a champion mm-hmm. for people. I want, I want people to say, man, Lee's the president of my fan club. And, uh, yeah. and I know that I always have a, a, a a fan and an advocate in Lee. So, you know, that that's how I've tried to approach things. I, I don't know if that answers your question or not, Noah, but I hope it's helpful. Absolutely, Lee. And I love that that servant mindset. That's exactly what, what Jesus would do and what he did. So that's that's amazing to see that. Well, I had it wrong for a long time, so I hope you guys can learn from my mistakes. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the vulnerability. Um, Lee, you touched on the importance of investing um, in the next generation and um, a lot of our students might be an intern um, or a graduate assistant, but really thinking about that next step, next opportunity. Um, I know you've had the opportunity to be at several institutions and uh, more than likely uh, being involved with uh, human resources in terms of adding new individuals uh, to your team. And, um, you know, we were curious just uh, uh, when hiring a new staff member for your team, you know, and I know your experience has been in the athletics development in fundraising realm, uh, what sorts of qualities or traits do you look for, you know, when evaluating an applicant or a group of applicants? Yeah, that's a great question, Mikey. I think first off, you want to find people that are likable, 
people that you enjoy going to work with, people that you can laugh with and have fun with. And so my encouragement to young sure. people in this industry is be sure to show your personality. Don't be robotic. Don't be uptight. You know, smile, laugh, crack jokes, be be uh, self-deprecating, you know, make fun of yourself. And, and uh, that just allows people to see who you are and see what you're all about. And, and that's what's going to help you get hired. I remember when I got the AD job at Abilene Christian. I was 33 years old. I had no business getting that job. I was completely underqualified. And I asked the president afterwards, like, hey, why did you hire me? It, it makes no sense. And you know what his answer was? He said, because I liked you. That was wow. that was the main reason why he hired me is because he liked me. And so I encourage, you know, people that are starting out to, to just be likable. The other thing that I'll say is um, this was great advice I got one time before I interviewed they said, be compelling and be memorable. Be compelling and be memorable. For sure. And to me, that means tell good stories. Storytelling is so powerful. So as you're going through interviews, make sure that you have some good stories to tell that, that show who you are and show what you're all about because that's how people will remember you. Um, as far as other things that I look for, you know, I, I look for people that have passion, that love what they do. I want to work with people that enjoy the grind of college athletics, you know, I, I'm the kind of guy that like, I, I work all day in college sports. I go home and I turn on sports center right. and I may check my fantasy football and I may play uh, NCAA football with my son on Xbox. You know, like right. I can do sports all day long. I just love it. I got two passions, Jesus and sports. That's about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I like working with people that, that are passionate like I am, because if, if they're not as invested and bought into working in college athletics, then they're going to be, they're going to get burnt out. They're going to say, you know what? I can make a lot more money elsewhere. Yeah, you could, but you get to work in sports. We get paid to go to games. It's not that bad. Right. Right. So Absolutely. I look for people that have a passion for college athletics and they want to work in sports. Uh, and, and then the last thing I'll, I look for, and, and I probably need to look for this more often and more closely is fit, you know, okay. like yep. if, if I'm hiring here in South Louisiana, I need to hire someone that's going to fit in with the Cajun culture. You know, we're right. very relational and we hug people and we like to have long meals and eat a lot of food and people like to have a good time. Dinners last three hours. You know, that's just part of the culture down here. And you don't want to hire somebody that's going to be cold and, you know, buttoned up all the time. You need, you need to hire people that like to have a good time that can relax. For sure. I mean, I don't really drink. So, so it's not like I... I have to get drunk or party with these guys, but you have to be able to show them that you can laugh and have a good time and let your hair down a little bit. And so I've got to hire people that fit into that culture. You know, when I was at Purdue, it was a totally different culture. Right. And you got to hire people that can fit into that culture. And so to recap, Mikey, I want people that are, uh, that are likable. Yeah. I would enjoy going to work with. I want people that are passionate, that are going to be just as invested with their job as I am. And then I want people that are a good fit that are going to embrace the culture of the school that are at in the area that you live in. And they're going to be really happy and comfortable living and working there. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lee, for that, uh, that response. And we actually recently had uh, Joel Maturi, uh, former uh, athletics director at the University of Minnesota, speak to our group for our yeah. uh, Minnesota uh, St. Paul weekend. And he really emphasized the the fit as well. And just not only, you know, getting the individual on the bus, but finding the right seat. So I think that tied into, yeah. you know, how, how you answered that as well. Great. Yeah, he's a good Notre Dame guy, too. 
Love that, Lee, and just really appreciate your insight there. I mean, definitely something that our students will, will benefit from, absolutely. Um, and kind of moving forward, Lee, what is one suggestion that you would have for an individual that is looking to find a mentor within inter intercollegiate athletics to get that experience? And how has mentorship positively impacted your career? Oh, man, it's played a huge role in my life, and I wouldn't be where I am today without the mentors that I have. The first answer to your question is you got to ask. You literally have to say to somebody, Will you mentor me? Mm -hmm. Will you be my mentor? Yeah. And that sounds awkward. But it's really not. You know, people again. They like to, they like to talk about themselves. <laughs> they like to be complimented. Everybody likes to be complicated, complimented. So if you go up to somebody and you're like, "Man, Noah, you are a rock star. I think you're the coolest guy ever. I want to be you one day. Will you mentor me? What are you gonna say? Heck How do yeah. you say no? Heck right? yeah. Heck yeah. Right, so I did that with Bubba Cunningham, who's the AD in North Carolina. I did it with Jay Jacobs when he was the AD at Auburn. I literally just walked up to him and just said, I am so impressed by you. I love the way you do your job. I right. love the way you handle yourself. love the way you speak. Will you mentor me? Hmm. And I remember Jay Jacobs stopped dead in his tracks and looked at me. and was like, no one's ever asked me that before. Wow. And I'm thinking, here's the guy who's been the AD at at an SEC school for over 10 years and nobody's ever asked him to be their mentor. And he's like, the answer is yes, but what does that look like? What does that mean? Mm. And I said, well, I don't know. Like, how about a monthly phone call? Wow. And then we started doing monthly phone calls. And then about a year later, we started ADs for Christ together. And we can talk about that. But I mean, wow. mentorship has played a huge role because stuff happens in our industry. Our industry is crazy. And mm. stuff happens and right. you're just like, man, I have no idea what to do. Mm. What, what do I do? How do I handle this? I just had uh, a student try to commit suicide. I just had a coach threaten to quit. I just had a, an administrator uh, tell me that, that they're depressed. I just had somebody that, you know, stuff just happens. And none right. of us are smart enough to know how to handle those situations on our own. And we've got to be able to have somebody that we can call and be like, you will not believe what just happened. Can you help me? Have you ever dealt with this before? Do you know how to respond to this situation? What insight can you give me? Again, none of us are that smart. We need other people in our lives that can speak truth uh, from their experiences mm -hmm. to help us. So huge, huge believer in mentors. And if you want a good one, then just find somebody that you resonate with, that you right. connect with, mm -hmm. and just go up and ask them. Yeah, Lee, that's, that's incredible advice, and I appreciate your honesty about your experience with that. And um, definitely is, it's going to be helpful to our students. We appreciate that. And real quickly, just a follow-up question uh, to the one Noah just asked. Um, our students often wonder um, just uh, how to define a mentorship in terms of structure. I've seen uh, more loose mentorships where it's more sporadic, you know, interaction. But, um, you know, you mentioned the uh, once-a-month phone call. Is that more of an industry standard or is that just wor worked well with you and uh, uh, Jay Jacobs? Yeah, that was just something Jay and I did, and we don't do it anymore, but, you know, I think a good mentor is somebody that you can just call and, and, and they, they make themselves available, right? For sure. You know, Ian McCall at Liberty, he yep. was the AD at Baylor. He was my first real mentor. And the thing about Ian, as busy as he is, he always calls me back. He always makes time for me. And maybe it's not right away, but it's usually within 24 hours and I can count on him. So I think a, a big part of a good mentor-mentee relationship is just being able to uh, have access to them. Absolutely. And yeah, it may not be a monthly or a weekly phone call, but I know whenever I need advice, Ian's going to answer the call and he's going to help me. And that's the best quote. I mean, the uh, best attribute of a mentor right. is that they're available. Yep. Availability. Yep. 
Well, thanks for sharing on that, Lee. Absolutely, and I know we're winding down here, um, but um, you touched on ADs for Christ earlier. I remember uh, when I connected with you when you were at Purdue, and I just started with uh, managers on a mission at that time, and just you, you sharing, um, you know, about your vision for that organization. But yeah, tell us a little bit about your role with ADs for Christ and how the Lord went about putting that um, desire to launch this organization on your heart, and um, what are your long-term goals or vision for ADs for Christ? Well. <clears throat> It's amazing what God is doing in our ministry and how he's orchestrated the whole thing. And Jay and I, when I was the AD at Abilene Christian, he was the AD at Auburn, and we were having these monthly calls. One day he just said out of the blue, hey, Lee, how can we do this for more people? You know, what, what you and I have, how can we do this with, with more people? And I said, well, Jay, honestly, I've been talking with Tommy McClellan, who was the AD at La Tech at the time. I said, we've been thinking about something like this, kind of like a an FCA for ADs. Right. And, uh, and, and the, there's this huge gap in our business and no one's ever done it before. And there's a huge need. So I said to Jay, I said, look, Jay, you have a lot of clout. Your name has a lot of name recognition. If you just promise me, you'll show up, just show up in Dallas. I'll do all the work. I'll put on the whole event right. <laughs> and get people there and it'll, and it'll be awesome. And about 30 days later, we had our first event. No way. Wow. Um, in Dallas and we had 20 people from all over the country show up and a lot of those guys Eric Wood who's now the AD at La Tech yep. Brent Jones who's now the AD at Troy Jeremiah Dickey who's now the AD at Boise State they were just they were associate deputy senior associate ADs and um, and now they're in the chair and, and I'm so thankful that we you know started the organization that we did because I, I hope to think that that Eric and Brent and Jeremiah and others are more prepared now for those roles to be godly men in those roles because of our ministry and because of the events that we do and the, and the fellowship that we share. So the, the long-term vision, Mikey, to answer your question is just sure. to be a safe place for ADs and future ADs to get together, to fellowship, to encourage each other, to love on each other, to pray for each other for sure. And, and, and to, to, to go for community, Yep. Because, man, it is lonely at the top. And right. I can speak from experience. You're sitting in that chair. It's hard. It's lonely. It's yep. difficult. It's even sad at times. So so this is a way where it's a safe place for people to come together, worship together, encourage each other, love each other, be poured into. It's not like NACTA or cows. It's not about uh, professional development or professional growth. It's about spiritual growth and right. spiritual development and, and growing closer to Jesus through each other. So. That's what we're trying to do, and, and sure. God is moving. We're up to 385 people in our database. Oh, my goodness. And, okay, uh, yep. And I think we're just scratching the surface of, of what God's going to do with this ministry. For sure, for sure. No, thank you uh, so much, Lee, and it's been incredible just being able to, uh, us even just as managers on the mission, but then to, to Uncommon Sports Group, being able to walk alongside y'all and two similar organizations that the Lord's using to impact different uh, cohorts within the sports industry. And we're excited to see just, you know, what the Lord does to continue to uh, develop uh, lights for him in this industry that's historically uh, been pretty dark. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, we appreciate your partnership and appreciate y'all's friendship and um, hope this was helpful and, and encouraging to some people out there. Uh, if you guys need me or want to connect with me, my email is lee.deleon at louisiana.edu. It's my first name, dot last name at louisiana.edu. 
Lee, we appreciate your time so much. It was an honor to hear from you. I know our students will be absolutely honored as well to hear, hear your insight, um, your experiences unmatched, and just we appreciate your time and your faithfulness to the Lord. It means so much. Oh, my pleasure. You guys keep fighting a good fight. Proud of you guys, and uh, keep uh, keep doing the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Lee. We appreciate you so much. If you want to get involved with Uncommon Sports Group and the mission that we are on to help you navigate the sport industry as followers of Christ, apply for our training experience on our website at uncommonsg.org. That's uncommonsg.org. Be sure to catch every new episode of the Uncommon Podcast on the second and last Thursday of every month. And until next time, we pray that you will strive to be uncommon by glorifying the name of God in whatever you may do. See you soon.